Hey everyone, welcome back to the Style That Binds Us podcast. Mom, I was thinking that since you have been a stylist for so many years now, that you probably had a lot of learnings and key takeaways that could be really helpful to the audience. So why don't you give everyone some words of wisdom that you've learned along the way? (laughs) Okay, I will be glad to do that. Let's see... Um, certain things, practical things that I hear over and over and over and over again every day when I am working with a woman in her closet. There are always pieces that someone talked you into buying. It might be someone in a store that works in a store. It might be another wardrobe consultant or stylist that you had worked with in the past. It might be a friend. It might be a group of people standing there when you come out of a dressing room telling you how fabulous it is. But you have got to trust your gut, your instinct, just as you would in life. You have to look in the mirror. And if you are not absolutely loving it, don't get it. You can think about it and come back. You can tell people that. Thank you for the compliments. I'm just going to think about it for a little while. Because invariably, you'll get home, and you won't wear it, and you'll put it on, and you'll take it off, and you'll put it on, and you'll take it off, and then I come over, and you say, I'm not sure why I never wear this, and then we put it on, and I'll say, well, probably because the color isn't quite right for you, or the neckline doesn't work well for yours, and you'll say, that's right, and then we both feel frustrated that that somebody talked you into purchasing something that in truth, wasn't the best look for you. So I'm learning more and more to trust my gut pretty much about everything. Usually when you don't, later you think, I should have just gone with the way I felt. And that is the case. So when I'm in a closet with someone or in a dressing room with someone or I bring clothes to someone to try on, when we put something on, if we're both kind of quiet looking, trying to evaluate, trying to decide, that's not going to work. Take it off. It pretty much needs to be something when you put it on, the immediate reaction is, I like this. I think this feels good. I think I like this. That's what you trust. Because otherwise, if you have to talk yourself into it, don't do it. That's one piece of advice. And what is it that people get confused about the term stylus? What does that mean? Oh, well, for many people, when when they hear I'm a stylist, they think I'm working on photo shoots or styling um, photo shoots for a magazine, things like that, or that I'm working with a celebrity to dress them for a red carpet event. But I'm a personal stylist. You can also call it wardrobe consultant, image consultant. It's more than a personal shopper because I, I don't always shop for clients more about building a visual brand um, working with people in their closets a lot so it's just it, it's just kind of a broad term that really for me is independent for each person I work with each person is going to be a little bit different they're looking for for different solutions for different problems and that is um, how we take it case by case. But another problem that I see more often than not is that 
people buy things because it's on sale. So besides buying things that someone in a store or a friend convinced them looked good when they didn't really think that they did, those things you never wear. The other thing is, but I got it on sale. And I've talked about this before, but I don't care if it is a Gucci bag or a Manolo Blahnik shoe, whatever that luxury item is that you always wanted and you found it at a store and it was 75% off, which would be bringing it down from 700 to $200, which you could spend on a shoe. The only problem being that it is hot pink and you think, well, I'm just going to go for it. I'll, I'll wear it. I know I will. Well, if you've never worn a hot pink shoe, if you dress more in neutrals and that's not really your thing, a pop of color, you aren't going to wear it. And you just wasted $200. I don't care who made the shoe. You're not going to wear it. The same goes for if you buy a shoe and it's just a little bit too tight, but you know the shoe shop can, the shoe hospital can stretch it out for you. They really can't stretch out shoes too much. They can release it a little bit. Just the same thing with a piece of clothing. Don't buy a piece of clothing that's too tight and think you're going to lose the weight. Or they can take it out at the seams because when you release something like fabric or material for a shoe, it is such a small, small, small amount that it's almost unnoticeable. So... You just have to be practical. I know uh, we have a passionate, emotional response to beautiful things. It might be a handbag as well. You love the handbag. It's it's just stunning. It is just stunning. But nothing's going to fit in it. Or it's super heavy even before you put anything in it. Those things are going to end up in your closet. Those Those are impulse buys and they are not wise investments at all. You do much better to save up your money and buy the one that you actually will really wear. So those are just some practical pieces of advice. And what does it look like when you're working with styling clients? How does that work? You mean when I'm working with a woman in her closet? Yeah. So if somebody reaches out to you and they want to do a closet edit or they want to, they are getting married and -hmm. they need you to help them with their wedding wardrobe. How mm-hmm. how do you go about building that visual brand if somebody was well, interested? That's kind of what I was talking about, bef- about before. Every single case is different. So in each of those case scenarios, it would be a different thing. But I usually start by going into the person's home and we talk about goals and we talk about style aesthetics, meaning... What? Who are your style icons? Where do you normally shop? What brands have you liked in the past? And then we do a body and color analysis. I picture it in my head like, like a big puzzle. And we're putting the pieces of the puzzle together that will help me have a much greater chance of, of curating a wardrobe that's going to make you really happy. And so the the hard work is really in the beginning where we truly try on pretty much everything in the closet and we put a pile in one area that's going to be clothes that need to be altered and we put clothes in another pile that can be um, resold or consigned and then another pile that probably is time um, you know to put that one to bed and, and 
don't give clothes to thrift stores that are in terrible disrepair. You know, you're sending them somewhere for people to wear them. So if they've got holes in them, they're faded, they're stained, they just need to go ahead and be discarded. And then we have a checklist of, of items that every woman needs in her closet. And then we go through and we circle things that are in there and make notes by the things that aren't in there. And we study your body type, what your figure issues are, the best neckline for you. All of these pieces go into solving this puzzle so that we know what to steer towards when you buy and what to steer away from. And why is it so important, especially in today's crazy, busy lifestyle that everyone has, to have a core wardrobe? What is a core wardrobe? Why is it important to make sure that these are really investment pieces? Well, another thing that happens more often than not when I go into a person's closet is that they have a lot of statement pieces that they love. They have wonderful jackets. They have great sweaters and cardigans and a cool pair of pants or a cool top but they don't ever know how to pull it together and that's because they don't have the core wardrobe pieces to begin with it's like when you're painting a painting first there's a blank canvas and then you start working on the basic parts of it and then you add to it and you add to it or when you're decorating a room first you start with the basic pieces of furniture and then you add the pillows and the paintings and the lamps and the rugs and everything you have to start with the basic pieces in order to be able to wear that statement jacket. So that solves a bunch of issues when when I go in with a client and I know the brands, I know the price points. So if I know this person's budget and I know this person's figure type, do they have hips? Do they have no hips? Is a bit of a belly a problem for them? All of those issues I know the brand to recommend for them to get for the top or the pant or whatever to bring in the basic things so that we can successfully pull together the core wardrobe. And once you have that, then you get to play with all of those fun statement pieces that you have and you end up having more things to wear than you ever had before, even if we discard some of the things. And you can get this core wardrobe checklist once you subscribe to our newsletter. (laughs) And BB also did this really great core wardrobe video that's also included. So make sure to subscribe to our newsletter, which you can do on (laughs) thestylethatbindsus.com. A quick little plug there. (laughs) Thank you, BB. That was definitely put there as a resource for people. Definitely. Um, Okay, and then another thing that I was just thinking about that I would like to tell women is that, and actually everyone, is that it is actually true that no one is noticing but you. There are a few exceptions. If you have a swollen eye, if you have, you know, a really large pimple on your face or something, I mean, you know, it might be noticed. People aren't going to not want to talk to you or or be afraid to be around you because of that. But there are some things like that that, yeah, they're going to get noticed for a little while and then they'll go away. But for the most part, the things that you are fixated on are not things that other people are noticing. They might be noticing something else, but they are not noticing that. And it happens again and again. And another thing is we're not all that unique. 
in that, I mean, we are as as people, but as far as body type, when people are like, but I, I mean, I'm going to be really difficult. I'm a difficult case because, well, I've got these, I mean, my thighs are just a real issue for me. And then, you know, I, I, I very much let them know that I hear them. I respect the fact that they feel that way, but... I can genuinely say most people are not looking at your thighs. And there are ways that we can do things that pull attention away from that area anyway. But it is remarkable because I, I'm I'm the same way. My mother said when she was a teenager, my grandfather drew a picture of her for her, showing the way she described herself. She always said her arms were too long for her body, so he had arms drawn that were touching the floor and you know, she, she was flat-chested and, you know, just all these funny things that were very exaggerated, like a caricature. But my gift to women would be specifically since, unfortunately, just traditionally, a lot of attention has been placed on women's looks. The best gift you can do for yourself and the best way to be chic naturally is to give yourself a break and to wear your clothes for the purpose that they are being worn. Nothing has to be perfect. Your hair doesn't have to be perfect. Your makeup doesn't have to be perfect. If you're wearing a scarf, it doesn't have to be held in just one perfect way. But it's used during the day. When you're cold, you put it on. When you're warm, you take it off. You might wrap it one way in the morning, one way in the afternoon. Everything when you're when you're at peace with your physical being then you are naturally stylish because it shows that you have self-confidence when you're tugging at your clothes when you are hiding behind your hair when you are just you know obsessed with the fact that you have on a sleeveless dress and your arms look horrible it makes you come across as very awkward people aren't looking at the arms they're thinking she doesn't seem relaxed at all she seems very nervous today so it's truly all about the way that you hold yourself good posture poise being relaxed all of those things you know if you can just give yourself a break and Try to concentrate on the things that are important and listening to what people have to say and being involved in a conversation instead of being so worried about what you look like and what people think you look like. Because one client said to me, you know, I just, I'm so uh, self-conscious about the backs of my ankles. And I, you know, I, I, I gasped because that, that was one that I had not heard of before, you know, and I just wanted so much to reassure her that most people weren't looking at her from behind anyway but but anyway you know it was certainly not something I laughed at because she really meant it you know she was and I'm sure I think it caused an issue when she was wearing slingbacks and things like that but because you know the shoes didn't stay on so we knew to go to another shoe all I'm saying is things that you that seem really big to you for most people they would never ever even notice it they're looking at your face they're looking at the expressions that you have your beautiful eyes your sweet smile that's what's important would you prefer if your clients told you immediately all the things that they don't like about their body or would you do you just like for them not to tell you and you work with them i want them to tell me okay because it doesn't matter what i say 
to them. Mm. You can't change somebody in one session. And also another thing that happens a lot of times, though, when we actually do a few measurements, I don't measure you and weigh you and things like that. But when we do measurements, um, they realize some things, maybe their shoulders weren't as broad (laughs) as they thought they were or truly. I mean, these things that I think, you know, every one of us has it for me. it, It is my hips. I think, you know, you know, I've. Anyway, it's just I don't know that anyone else would would really pay much attention to it. But to me, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, I have wide hips or whatever. But everyone has these things. But I like to know about them because I want them to feel heard. And I want to know if they do have this, I have the tools to camouflage that area. Mm-hmm. I can pretty much tell what needs to be accentuated and what needs to be camouflaged Mm -hmm. and what needs to be balanced out Mm -hmm. when I walk up and meet them, you know, just by looking at them. But um, it is good to hear them so they, I can explain to them when I put something on them, I say like, for me, if I am conscious of my hips, um, but I have a nice waist, I know to wear things that accentuate the waist and then also to bring attention to the shoulders like a jacket with a paulette, something that brings balance to your shoulder and your hip area and creates kind of that hourglass figure. So there are ways that you can turn a negative thing into a positive thing. So that's, you know, knowledge is power. And also that they know I'm giving them solutions to take attention away from that area if that is their problem <laughs> area. So, you know, it's all, I mean, people say, are you, you're kind of like a psychologist. And that, we don't do a lot of talking about sad things that are going on or, you know, it's not, the more, it's more about um, bringing back self-confidence and giving people tools so that they don't always have to feel like they need to lean on someone else to to get dressed. They have the tools after they work with me so that when they go out into the world and they're shopping, first of all, they have a list of things they need to look for. And second of all, they can say, oh, I love that, but it is not for me. Wrong color, moving on. So I'm setting them up for success going forward. And then they have that confidence that they know when they're purchasing something, it's not a mistake. And one of the things about you, like, for example, when we're working together, you're very honest, brutally, honest, <laughs> probably not with your clients so much, but no. you will tell someone it's not like a sales associate that you don't really trust. Are they just saying this because they want the sale or mm-hmm. does this really look good on me? You will say, no, you are not buying that. Like, mm-hmm. I know you're obsessed with stripes, but let's kind mm-hmm. of move away a little bit from the stripes. So like with me, you're definitely like out. We're not having that anymore. We're getting something new mm-hmm. and always very honest. So tell tell me about how you really arm gear mm-hmm. your women up for success and that the fact that you have their back, even if mm-hmm. someone yells at you because you tell them that your hair is, well, that looks like a rat's you. nest. <laughs> she tells me that every day. Literally multiple times a day. Okay, okay. Well, I definitely, people will say to me, be honest, be honest, you know. Well, you're paying for me to be honest, and I am here solely for that 
for that reason, I can judge somebody's. First of all, when you walk into a woman's closet, walking even into her house, it's a vulnerable thing. People, you know, feel kind of judged about that. And then you can only imagine when you're in the closet or the dressing room and they're changing clothes and everything and they're modest. I mean, it's it is. And you you stand there and sort of give yourself up to someone else and say, am I okay?" basically is, you know, it's 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 very it's a tough thing to do. So I applaud women for having the guts to do it in the first place. But I feel very strongly about protecting the women that I work with and that includes you yes you are my daughter but you are also are the face of the brand I want people when they see you to say oh she looks lovely you know I especially one thing that really bugs me is um, (laughs) we don't have a tendency to look at ourselves from the back in the mirror because obviously it's hard to do but people in general yeah, people. Yeah, people in general, especially um, in my case, women. So a lot of times, you put on a sweater, turtleneck sweater, or something. It looks great from the front. You buy it. The sales associate says it's fabulous. You go home. You show it to me, and from the back, it is clinging in all the wrong places on your back, and your bra strap shows, and all these other things. So that is when I get irritated with the sales associate, someone like that. It's like. The places that you might not think to look. I know if something's too short. I know if the the neckline in the back, a big V in the back, you know, a low V, that's it's it's not the right look for you anymore. It might have been, you know, earlier. Or something's too tight. Something's clingy. Something is too tight on your arms. Anything that makes you that people might look at and go, oh dear, you know, I don't want that to happen. I want to arm you so that when you walk out the door, you feel strong, you feel confident, you feel fabulous, you feel like, okay, I know as far as what I'm wearing and how I'm looking is is great and ready to go, so I can check that off my list, and now I can concentrate on getting on with my very busy day. And you weren't in tears trying to figure out what to wear in the first place. So I do feel very protective of all women because I think it's a shame that we are judged by our appearance so much. And so even, you know, that's just the that's just a fact. And so because of that, I like to help women, um, you know, not be put in a position where people might, you know, might say something so or judge them or whatever I just feel strongly about that and I also feel like when you what you wear tells people who you are and you have this power that many women don't realize they have simply if you want people to know something about you or pay attention to you in a certain way listen to you um you can do that through your clothes there are certain ways like women will say I work I have an important position. I speak publicly. I'm also in men in, in meetings with mainly men. I want people to take me seriously and listen to me. I don't want to come across as threatening, though. So there are ways to put all this together. So when they walk in the room and they sit down, people sit up and go, okay, she's going to have something interesting to tell us today. That's what That's what this is all about, too. And they're not distracted because they're looking super sexy by accident. (laughs) 
super sexy by accident. I like, love it. You know, you were saying don't no, no, make it's your true. hair too curly right. or things that men just want to touch, like right. the silk shirt. I know. I know it sounds crazy, but no cleavage, please. Right. Yeah. Join us again next time on the Style That Binds Us podcast, where I will continue the discussion about words of wisdom from me that I have gained in my experience as a wardrobe stylist. If you like what you heard, tell a friend about our show, subscribe to our podcast, and also scroll to the bottom and give a rating and or a review. Those are the best ways for other people to find out about our podcast. See you next time. Bye!